So today, I want uh, to look at the indicators of a renewed mind. What are some of the key indicators? How do you know that your mind uh, is being uh, renewed? So when you talk about a renewed mind, especially in the context of the Christian faith, we are talking about a transformation in thinking and perspective. Uh, uh, so you begin to have a difference, uh, a different uh, type of thinking and a different perspective from the people of the world or from uh, worldly perspectives and perceptions. You get to a point in your life where your perception of everything reflects God's perception. Uh, not just about what is right and what is wrong, but you stand with God. That your thinking is saturated by the thinking of God. That you stand for the things that God stands for. And you speak the things that God speaks for or God speaks about. That the desire of your heart becomes the desire of God and the desire for the things that God has. So I am praying for you and I'm hoping that even as we continue to learn uh, about these indicators that God will continue to work in our minds and in our hearts so that we are able to begin to experience a transformation of our life. So here are some indicators or characteristics of a renewed mind. The first one is alignment with God's word. Alignment with God's word. So uh, this means that a person with a renewed mind uh, seeks to understand and align their thoughts uh, with the teachings of the Bible. Uh, so this person prioritizes the study and application of scripture in their daily life. Now understand that even as I say this, this is not the common uh, thing that we do as Christians. This is not very common in many churches. It is not many Christians who, who, have, who have aligned their thoughts with the teachings of the Bible. And this is because most Christians don't even understand the teachings of the Bible. They do not understand what the Bible is talking about half the time. And so for you to begin to have this renewed mind and for you to begin to have to, uh, to experience a renewed life, you must begin by understanding uh, what the Word of God is talking about, understanding the teachings of the Bible. And for, that, for you to do that, you must learn how to prioritize the study and application of Scripture in your daily life. Now, that's another whole topic uh, that I don't want to get into right now. But there are videos that we've done in this channel that you can go back and, and look at that will assist you in the study of Scripture. How to read the Bible for all it's worth. In other words, how do you read the Bible such that it brings out whatever it is that you desire? So that's uh, an indicator, number one. A renewed mind begins to align with God's Word. Everything that you do and everything that you say aligns with the word of God. Number two is spiritual discernment. 
the second indicator of a renewed mind is spiritual discernment. And some of the things uh, to understand is that the, uh, this is where you have an increased ability uh, to discern between right and wrong, good and evil, as well as to understand God's will for your life. This discernment comes from a deep understanding of biblical uh, principles. So when you talk about spiritual discernment, most, uh, most people who talk about this and most people who talk about uh, the discernment of spirits, or as, as we call it, they are mostly focused on us believers discerning the demonic spirits. Okay? And I find that quite interesting sometimes because you find Christians are so engrossed in discerning the demonic spirits or discerning spirits that are not godly. Yet, in this renewal of mind that I'm talking about, I am not talking about you being able to discern the spirits, the devil's work or demonic spirits. I'm talking about you having the ability to discern the will of God. That is more important and more powerful than discerning demonic spirits. You see, there's this um, thing that's going around now where people are obsessed with how the devil operates, but they are not really obsessed on how God operates. And so we are more afraid or more engrossed into understanding the tactics of the enemy than understanding the tactics of our kingdom. The tactics of our kingdom are more powerful and more, uh, uh, more resolute than the tactics of the enemy. All we have to do to defeat the enemy is to have the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus. And when we are praying, we use the name of Jesus and all demons are defeated. But then now we have all these things that are coming up on, on how to do this, how to be... Uh, to be to defeat demonic forces, how to defeat generational curses, how to do, how to do, how to do. And they are all focused on demonic powers. And I want to shift and I want you to begin to have a renewed mind that when you are in Christ Jesus, no power of darkness can overcome you. When you are in Christ Jesus, no amount of witchcraft can destroy you. In fact, when you are in Christ Jesus and they call out your name in these demonic forces, the, the, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ will answer them and the blood of Jesus Christ will destroy them. Now, I'm not talking about walking in ignorance because that's the other thing that people are saying, that we cannot walk in ignorance about the devil's devices. And I agree. Neither can we walk, and this is what I say, neither can we walk in ignorance about the word of God. The moment you walk in ignorance in regards to the word of God, it doesn't matter how much you learn about the devil, he will still defeat you. Because you are not, uh, you are not, let me use this word, you are not warded up. You don't have the word of God in your spirit. You don't have the power of God with you. Therefore, it doesn't matter how much you study the devil. If you don't study God, if you don't study scriptures, if you don't understand how much power you have, the devil will constantly defeat you with all the knowledge that you have. So spiritual discernment, the ability to understand 
God's will for your life. So the first thing that I would like you to do before you begin to discern the works of the of the evil one, before you begin to discern the works of the enemy, I want you to first begin to discern the will of God for your life. Is it interesting that there are so many believers who can tell you so much about the devil? They can tell you how what the devil did. They can tell you how the devil destroyed a family. They can tell you even the tactics that that family should have employed so that they were not defeated. But when you ask them this one question, ask them what is the will of God for your life? And that is where they get clueless. They have no idea what God, uh, God's will upon their lives. They have no idea what um, God wants with them. But they have all these other things. And that's exactly what I'm saying. If you do not understand the will of God upon your life, it doesn't matter how much you understand about the devil. If you cannot discern God's will over your life, then it makes no sense to discern evil spirits. The moment for you to become, uh, to have an overcoming life, you must begin by understanding the will of God for your life. When you understand the will of God for your life, then you have the strength to overcome every force of darkness against your life. Spiritual discernment. That is the second indicator of a renewed mind. The third indicator of a renewed mind is a Christ-centered thinking. A Christ-centered thinking. A renewed mind is focused on Christ. Thoughts are centered around the person and the teachings of Jesus. And there is a conscious effort to model one's life after him. So this renewed mind focuses on Jesus Christ. So one of the things that we also have to ask ourselves is, is there a Christ-centered message in today's church? Is there a Christ-centered message in today's generation? If there is, then we can say that we have remnants who have remained Christ-centered and they are experiencing a renewed mind. But I'll tell you the truth, when you look at generally, you will not see a lot of Jesus being preached. You will not see and hear a lot of Christ, but you will hear a lot of personality. You will see the celebrity syndrome that has captured the minds and the spirits of many of our beloved bishops and pastors. They have engaged in this celebrity status kind of thing. And so when they preach, they use their testimonies as reference points to walking a victorious life in Christ. And I have, I have nothing with testimonies. I have nothing with the testimony of your bishop or your pastor. It is a good testimony. But our reference point is not a personal story of someone. Our reference point is the scriptures. Our reference point is Jesus Christ and the victory that he got for us at the cross. Once we begin to have a renewed mind, we begin to see that Jesus Christ is the ultimate. He is the ultimate victor. That Jesus Christ is the only one we should be focusing on. That Jesus Christ is the one that we should be walking with. And that Jesus Christ is the only one we should be preaching and teaching about not basically ourselves. It doesn't matter how many jets you have as a bishop. 
It doesn't matter whether you go and sit on a $40,000 toilet. It doesn't matter the kind of house you live in. If your message is not Christ-centered, there is a problem. If your message is not Jesus-centered, there is a problem. I don't care what your bishop drives, you who go to big churches or small churches. I don't care where your bishop goes or your pastor or what he does. I don't care whether they are very accurate prophetically. If their message is not Christ-centered, there is a problem. If they do not turn your heads towards Jesus Christ, there is a problem. And one of the things that I have noticed in many churches today and in many great ministries is that we no longer turn people towards God, but instead we turn people towards ourselves. And that in itself is a problem because as a human being, you are not able to carry the burdens of the people. It is not your place to carry those burdens. It is your place to help people carry those burdens. But most importantly, it is your place to point those people to Jesus Christ, where Jesus says, let all who, are, uh, who have burdens and are heavy laden come to me. It is your job to point them to Jesus Christ so that they can take their burdens to Jesus. It is impossible for you as a bishop to carry the burdens and to solve every problem, every problem that comes to your door. Begin to preach a Christ-centered message. Begin to turn the people towards Christ. And if you're a member of a church or a ministry, begin to focus on Christ. Begin to look at everything that Jesus did and begin to study the scriptures for yourself. Through that, you will begin to experience a renewed mind. And through that, you'll begin to experience a renewed life. You want to come out of those problems that you're going through in your life? Turn to Jesus. You want to be a conqueror and to gain elevation in your church? Turn to Jesus. Because it is only the only thing that can help you and the only thing that can assist you is turning to Jesus Christ. And so even as we continue with this, I want you to understand that Christ-centered thinking is the basics. It is a center. It is a balance. It is a pillar of Christianity. And if your church is not a Christ-centered church, you better begin to think about the things that you're doing. So your thoughts should be centered around the person and the teaching of Jesus Christ. The number four indicator of a renewed mind is transformed perspectives. Transformed perspectives. You begin uh, to experience a transformation. You begin to see yourself and to see others and to see the world through a transformed lens. You view circumstances and challenges and relationships from a biblical perspective rather than a worldly one. And the funny thing is that in today's world, there's a lot of worldly perspectives rather than biblical perspectives. A transformed perspective. You begin to experience a different lens. You see, life, whenever you look at life, uh, someone said that we do not see things as they are, but we see things as we are. So when you're looking at something, you are not seeing that thing as it is supposed to be or as it is, but you're seeing that thing as you are. In other words, 
we only see the world through the lenses that we are wearing. If we are wearing biblical lenses, and if we are wearing godly lenses, we will see the world through a godly perspective. But if we are seeing the world, if we are putting on worldly lenses, we will begin to see the world through worldly lenses. In other words, when you put on godly lens, you begin to have a transformed perspective. Your decisions are transformed decisions. Your decisions are godly decisions. The choices you make are godly choices. The things you do are godly things. But if you don't do that and you have uh, uh, the worldly lens, it means that everything that you do will be a worldly lens. It will be perceived and you will perceive it through the world. The number, fi number five indicator of a renewed mind uh, is fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this is the fruit of the Spirit. This fruit becomes more evident in your life when you have a renewed, uh, a renewed mind. These qualities are cultivated as the Holy Spirit works within them. So you begin to become a more loving person. You begin to become a more joyous person. You begin to experience a greater peace. You begin to have patience. You become kind. You begin to become uh, to experience goodness. You also have faithfulness and gentleness and self-control because of this renewed mind. A renewed mind bears or gives birth to a renewed life. If you want to change your life, you must begin by renewing your mind. The number six uh, indicator of a renewed mind is renewed priorities. So the persons or your, your own values and priorities begin to shift. And so you find that there is a greater emphasis on eternal and spiritual matters rather than being solely focused on temporary and worldly concerns. So you begin your mind, you have other priorities. Your main concern as a believer of Jesus becomes eternity. Your main concern becomes a perspective on eternity, a priority for eternity. And the number seven indicator on uh, about renewed mind is intimacy with God. Uh, this is where you have uh, uh, an experience with a when you have a renewed mind, you experience a deeper and more intimate relationship with God through prayer, through worship, and a growing sense of His presence in your life. So you begin to become deeper with God because your mind has changed and your mind has been transformed, and now you're experiencing a transformed life. So you begin to experience a deeper and more intimate relationship with God. In other words, your prayers become different. You begin to have a different sort of prayers. You begin to have a different sort of worship. You begin to have a growing sense of God's presence upon your life. Number eight indicator of a renewed mind is freedom 
from conformity to the world. Freedom from conformity to the world. This, uh, so you are now less influenced by the patterns and values of the world. You are, instead of conforming to the societal norms that contradict biblical principles, you seek to live according to God's standard. This is where you are no longer intimidated by the things of this world. You are no longer in, uh, intimidated by the challenges that this world has to offer. You are no longer intimidated by the philosophies of this world, but instead you stand for Jesus. And number nine indicator is humility and teachability. This is where you begin uh, to experience a deeper sense of humility. Your life becomes a life that is marked by humility. So a renewed mind, once you begin to experience this, is marked by humility and a willingness to be teachable. So, so you as a person begin to recognize your continual need for God's guidance and correction and you remain open to spiritual growth. This is the kind of a person who accepts a rebuke when it comes, but it, has, uh, it is a rebuke of love. This is when a person becomes humble and allows God to teach them, allows God to work through them. And so even as you continue, uh, you begin to experience this renewal in your life. And the last indicator that I would like to give you today is commitment to holiness. So you, you begin to realize that there is a growing commitment to live a holy and righteous life so you start to strive to live in obedience to God's command and to be set apart from the sinful patterns of this world. In other words, your life becomes a different kind of life. Your life becomes a holy life. You become a, a committed to God in everything that you do. So even as we go on, let me just go through all these points again so that you may be able to understand. The point number one, indicators of a renewed mind, we say, is alignment with God's word. Number two was spiritual discernment. Number three, Christ-centered thinking. Number four, transformed perspectives. Number five, fruit of the spirit. Number six, renewed priorities. Number seven, intimacy with God. Number eight, freedom from conformity to the world. Number nine, humility and teachability. And number 10, commitment to holiness. I pray that even as you go through this lesson of a renewed mind for a renewed life, that you will begin to experience a renewal in your own life and in every other area of your life. Let us say a prayer tonight and this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I pray for your people. And I declare that the blessings of God be upon them. And I pray today that they will begin to experience a renewed life through a renewed mind. The Lord, they will begin to see the things that, are, that I am talking about. That they will begin to read the Bible. That Almighty God will bless your people in everything that they do. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen.